Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Van Tile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. It's Tuesday, January 24th, and what percentage of Toledo's track is actually track? Lewis County decides on this podcast. Uh, A little context. The Toledo School District is seeking voter approval for a tax levy to fund a $3.1 million stadium upgrade slash renovation project. The vote is coming February 14th. That's Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. So hopefully there are no broken hearts in Toledo. Good one. Yeah. Uh, The C2BL (laughs) track coaches penned an open letter to the Toledo School District on Monday. Read the letter here. Since 2001, our track teams have refused to compete on the dirt ring around the football field. That's a mean way to describe a track because it is not truly a track. Oh, all other teams in our area have all weather rubberized tracks, which have been standard equipment since the early 1980s. Your current facility puts our athletes at too high of risk for injury with Toledo unable to host meets. This also puts an unfair strain on other schools, creating an unequal workload on other schools hosting meets. Toledo's track and field program is top-notch. The Toledo track staff is always more than willing to help in our meets and could host their own home meets if they had a facility. Uh, The current situation of sandy can restrooms and substandard concessions also creates a huge inconvenience for our fans, especially the elderly and less mobile. Are there a lot of elderly fans at track meets? My grandparents. Probably. Okay. There would be more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Weatherization at the stadium would allow all fans to stay dry and out of the wind as well. That is true. Yeah. I, I remember agree. I went there last year and it was pouring rain and there was literally nowhere to go to get out of the rain. We yeah, had to go the, under the bleachers and even then you were still going to get yeah, wet. The, the was, roof there doesn't really do cover. Oh man, it was bad. It was just dumping rain. Yeah, not fun. Uh, let's see. Toledo has always been a first-class operation. It's a shame that the outdoor facilities are so poor. Please support this levy and bring Toledo up to the current times for the benefit of all schools in our league. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're right. right. Yeah. Uh, the other con, so last year during last track season, uh, Ryan Pierboom uh, at the daily news got to, he talked to Don Chapel, the track coach. He wrote actually a really good article as they were kind of like starting the push again for these upgrades. Cause they started back in February, March of 2020. And then, you know, um, so the pandemic kind of like put a stop in that and now yeah. there's kind of pushing it back. But one thing that was noted was that in March of 2020, the estimate for replacing the track would have been $450,000 by this time last year it had doubled. And one of the things they're talking about here is that, with inflation, it's only going to go up. Yeah. And the longer you wait, the harder it is to do. And yeah, I mean, they're right. Toledo's got an incredible track program. Like, this isn't a case of an athletic department, like, just not prioritizing a sport that it doesn't do particularly well in or it doesn't have that much interest in. One of the numbers that struck me from Ryan's article last year was that Toledo has somewhere around like 250 kids between seventh and 12th grade. And they had 65 of them in the track program last year. So that's, that's a lot of kids. That's over a fifth of your school is on a track is on a team that competes on a track that can't be competed on. Counterpoint. Do you think practicing on the dirt ring around the football field makes them tougher and better at track? 
considering they don't practice on that. Yeah, track. they don't. They practice on win- windlock. Oh, uh, well. yeah. Because <laughs> the the thing that you might notice is uh, in Washington we have this thing called rain, and hey, sometimes it has this bad habit of turning a ring of dirt in with uh, stone surrounding it into a moat, mm-hmm. and it's so it's like a steeplechase situation or a swim meet, depending uh-huh. on how much it rains. Um, like it's not even the fact that it's a dirt track. It's a not particularly well kept dirt track, mostly because you can't keep a dirt track that well. (laughs) Like it is not even, there's holes and ruts everywhere that then get filled up with water for Mm. most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, not to preach to anybody, but I, they, they could use a new track. They really could. Uh, my only question is they've got 2001 marked in here as since 2001, our teams have refused to compete on the dirt ring around the football field. Um, I would like to know when the la- when Toledo became the only school in the league without a track. Like when, like how long That'd ago? Be a question for you more than us. But yeah. yeah, like I I can't remember off the top of my head or anything. Yeah. But um, I know that like in the early two thousands, I don't feel like a rubberized like one of these fancy fancy tracks. All weather tracks. Yeah, like I don't feel like that was. I don't think everybody had one back then. I know, like, Bullet Valley still doesn't have a real track, do they? No idea. Never I thought they there. just had, like, gravel around old Krogstad Field. Uh, they, I don't know. Gritty out there. They might They might only compete over at Raymond, if that's the case, because Raymond's got that nice new turf with the rubberized track. Raymond and South Bend has South had Bend's a, got a nice one. one. Oh, for sorry, South Bend, not South Raymond. Bend, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, um, February 14th will be the big vote. Well, I mean, it's it's the continuation of the arg- of the discussion. I feel like everyone here has is just levies. It's constant levies. Applevine wa- just passed. Or I don't think. Pa- I don't know if it was. Applevine's was a bond. Bonds are yeah. typically for construction projects, yeah, and levies right. are just like replacement things. But I, think, I think at this lower getting an dollar oxygen. amount, yeah, Napavine is. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, in Toledo, just I think I saw in uh, usually the old you put article, ox in barns. The, in the old oh, article, you call it an ox gym. Just nothing, nothing, no, never no, mind. No, we're not. I'm trying I, to. I caught it. I'm trying to go forward here. <laughs> no reaction. Uh, I think the last Toledo building uh, project at Ted Hippie Field was a bond, and this one's a levy. The other thing is Toledo, outside of Kalama, is, I mean, they just renovated their school. Like, they are, obviously, they're willing to to make those improvement projects, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I got to a to one of the last times I went there for basketball, and I, like, walked around campus and Campus is great. It's like super new, super up to date. Their gym looks real is really nice. Like that whole building pretty much got replaced over COVID. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is kind of like the last piece. Maybe the baseball field after that. But yeah, it yeah. I don't think you can ever stop with uh, school improvements. That there's always going to be something. Yeah, they're in a current state of you know needing something. Um, but yeah, I don't get to lead to a track. You know, it'll be good for them. Yeah. Um, one thing I took issue with is oh. the current situation of Sandy Can restrooms. Mm-hmm. You say that like it's a bad thing, C2BL track coaches. Our friends at Gobel Septic strongly disagree. Gobel Septic provides septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Grays Harbor counties, septic pumping inspection and riser installation commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, and of course, they will rent you the most beautiful porta-potties. If you can't pass a levy to build a new 
track and renovate your football things and whatnot and build bathrooms, just call Global Septic. They'll hook you up. Do they do portable concession stands also? I mean, you could just... I'm sure they got like a like a broke down old porta potty. You just cut a hole in the uh, like in the wall. Put it on its side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, visit Global Septic G O E B E L Septic dot com or give them a call three six zero seven three six two one six seven. And uh, we're now back on the C two B L Boys Basketball Podcast. Uh, time to start talking about districts. Talking about talking about districts. Yeah, <laughs> time to start talking about talking about districts. Are you guys creating a like an in the hunt graphic? I'm creating an end game thing because we have to figure out where we are in comparison to the end game now. Oh, that's a good is point. It, is it time to start talking no. about districts? No, it's not. It's time to start talking about talking. When about. all the teams from District Four have qualified, are you going to do like the Thanos graphic with the Infinity Gems? You do the graphics. I, you know that. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, we're In eleven. Hunt. God, we're only eleven days away from the first district games. Yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> wow. Um, I kept thinking we had like another month left, but no. here we are. It's all right. There's like for some I, reason districts take a month. Oh uh, yeah, the districts <laughs> like. I'll have my. I'll, I'm going to save my good rant on districts for baseball because I think that's the worst. But yeah, man, they really could pack these in so much time. Like, come on, we should be doing out. one district game a week. You know, it's like <laughs> speed this up. It's a tournament. It shouldn't be happening over the course of a month. Yeah, they do just, the state tournament in four days. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I get not wanting to like put wear and tear on the bodies and stuff, but They're high school. There's no reason they couldn't fit districts into a two week stretch. I think. Is it least. really? What is it like? Two and a half weeks? That's so long. Yeah, because well, state is in March, and the week before that is regionals, and then I think districts go all the way up until. The week before that, week so before it's about three yeah, weeks. Yeah, the because regionals is Friday, Saturday, and districts yeah, wraps up. Two B districts Saturday start or Monday, fourth, and they yeah. and the eighteenth. So two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Still, still too long. It feels like longer than two weeks. They cram a lot of games in those two weeks too. There will be a team play that plays like six games and makes it to state, and it'll be a big story, and then they'll be tuckered out. It'll probably be Tootle. I maybe. Well, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, Let's talk much, about talking about it. There we are. Pretty much everyone has three or four league games left. And the question posed on this set of notes is, does anyone want to win the C2BO Boys League Championship? Yeah, Napa Vine. I don't know why you ask that. They very clearly beat Mortmai Pass and are in the driver's seat to win the league. So didn't clearly they, they want they to win Didn't they lose it. a league game, though? Yeah, but they have the head-to-head win. Nobody's got a pass. winning streak more than three games. Okay, Morton White Bass is currently in first. Are they in first or are they tied with that? They're technically in first because they've played an extra game. But they're not in first because they have a head-to-head loss with Napavine. Morton White Bass currently sits in first, but Napavine is in the driver's seat. God damn it, I love this. (laughs) With a game in hand and a head-to-head win, Wakayakam is in third but has games left against Tudor Lake and Morton White Pass. And Wakayakam has three league losses? Two? Who'd they lose to? Napavine, Morton White Pass... Are either of those things true? Yes and yes. Just suck. Let me pull the standings. They lose to anyone else. Uh, Orton White, or sorry, Wakayakum is eight and two in league, thirteen and three overall. They lost to. So they have two. Somebody okay. out of league. Uh, Adna is holding on to fourth, but going through some stuff. They lost to Toledo on Friday in maybe an upset. I think that qualifies as an. Upset. I think that's an upset. Yeah, it's an upset. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that was a really fun game. Uh. We talked about how Toledo just at some point needed to 
beat somebody, like not play them close and actually beat them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they did the thing that Toledo always did. They played them close and then they gave up a huge run in the second quarter and actually had it in them to come all the way back. And Adna kind of forgot how to play offense for the entire fourth quarter. Uh, you don't like that. Uh, the top seven teams go to districts and the top two teams get buys. Right now it looks like Napa Viner, Morton White pass with the buys. Wakayakum, Adna, Toodle, Rainier, and Toledo are in. On Alaska needs a couple huge upsets to make a move and Winlock and Kalama are out. That being said, let's talk about some awards for the C2BL boys. Uh-oh. Uh, I want to hear your guys' picks on league MVP and try to guess the all-league first team. Okay. MVP at this point... Gross, right? I think it's going to be gross. gross. I do think, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think Josh Salguero is the best player in the league by far. I don't think anyone game plans more for a single player than other teams do for Salguero. Uh, I think, uh, I I do, obviously, I think James Gross teams circle him and be like, hey, let's not let this guy score 40 points. But the way everyone plays Josh Salguero, I think I do. I he would be my pick, but I think Gross is going to win because he has the the game winner he hit against Morton White Pass to win that game. Mm-hmm. That's a signature moment. He broke the single game um, scoring record for Napa Vine. He's on pace to break the all time scoring record at Napa Vine. He's averaging thirty points a game this year. They're probably going to win the league. Lots of times, best player on the best team. Uh, gets league MVP, so I think that's who the league coaches will say. And I believe oh. the note was he needs 44 tonight against Winlock to get the single season scoring record. Yeah, he could also get Just it later over the course of the next yeah. ten games. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean he doesn't need yeah. it all tonight. <laughs> uh, you also throw Zach Swanson in the discussion. Sure. Uh, yeah, he is another guy. I know every coach changes their defense up pretty much entirely to face him. Right. Yeah, uh, he I, just bro- and he just broke the Tootle all-time scoring record. I definitely put him in that tier um, as well. When do they give those awards out? Is it after the end of the season or after the end of the regular season? They, they vote on them at the league meeting right after the end of the regular season, but sometimes they don't release them until later. Until after districts. Yeah, I think because like, we got it last year. I think really this is a year where there's no clear guy, and I think it'll kind of end up being the best player on the hottest team at the end. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse. I think Gross is pretty much a lock if Napa Vine wins the league. He's averaging 30 a game. And, again, a lot of the time it goes to the best player on the best. Like, I don't think Swanson has a chance just because they're not going to win the league and they're not going to come close to winning the league. I mean, there is precedent for it going to not the best player on the best team if they've – who won it last year? S3. S3. Oh, yeah, okay. But he was also clearly the best player in the league. The year before that, Jake Blaise won it. it, It's also tough to unseat an incumbent if somebody wins it as a junior on the best team and the best, and then they come back the next year and have similar numbers, and a lot of time they'll get it. That's what happened. I think in 2020 it was uh, Essary and Jake Lights from Wakaiakum split it. Yeah. Um, Pick your starting – you got an – did they they go MVP and then top five for all-league first team? Uh, So – Saying we've got, let's put Salguero slash Gross as the MVP slash number one spot. Fill out the next four. Swanson. Swanson. Probably Brody Avalon. He scored a lot of points. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Adna, I've seen, maybe I've, Asalmi? I've t- Asalmi. Yeah, I've talked to coaches. It really, I mean, it's, it, well, Kaikum is not just Brody Avalon. Like, yeah. especially the thing that has come up this year. The reason that they're good this year is that Carlson's become a real number two who can shade into the number one if 
Avalanche having an off day. Kyler Sauce is scoring over ten a game, yeah. I think, for them. Dom Curl is is filling his role yeah. nice. So they, I mean, they're you're still steady. probably only getting one, and that one is probably Avalon. Probably Avalon is a good bet. I think Braden Salmi will make it. He's scoring twenty points a game. He's yeah. been their most consistent player. Um, if you got those ones, then I think you go another guy from Napavine or Morton White Pass. Denault, maybe. I could see Denault throw on there. I had a there was a. Uh, former Napavine basketball star was at the game against Morton White Pass and was uh, Twitter messaged me his his takes on it and he was really impressed with the Nalt. I think he might be the best athlete on that team. Yeah, that's that's what he was saying. He yeah. gets in some foul trouble because uh, he's had a couple games where he scored like one point and played ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think MWP could get another one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Hazen made it. Yeah. Okay. He's averaging fifteen a game. Um, very key defender for him. I don't think Jake Kinnear is in that in that first team category. Yeah, now if if Napavine had to have another, it'd be Denault for sure. Okay. Kale Stanley sitting there with what eight assists a game. He's n- not defend. getting that many anymore. Gritty. He's, Gritty. Gonna, he's getting like four though. assists and two points a game. He won't make first team. Only. I and I guess the only other one is depending on if there's a run. I, I watched Caven Winters go off against. Uh, Adna and just completely put Toledo on his back. I'd be shocked if I would be shocked too. But if you go on, if they're a team that goes on a run and wins two or three games at districts, that could be enough. Yeah, but well, they, they, they vote, vote on before, before districts. Oh, so. yeah, they're probably not. It's a regular season award. Come on, yeah. Uh, I he should I, get recognized. I just recognized him. He'll, I, I, I mean, he'll, he'll be you know second team guy. Honorable yeah, mention, probably. maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, two A Evco time. Things are still going on there on the boys' side. Yeah, not a, a whole lot, lot less interesting. Yeah, but pretty much everybody else, boys and girls, is a lot less interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like we're in this point where everybody's got like three or four games left, and we're in the home stretch, and pretty much everything's figured out except for the Central Two B boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the things that aren't figured out are like it's going to come down to a game between two teams that has already happened and has already happened once and was decided by like twenty points. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, in the two A go boys, Tumwater still undefeated. Black Hills a game behind them, and WF West is a game behind that. Uh, there's still a long ways to go, and Shelton and Aberdeen are tied for the Pigdale spot with Rochester a game back. So, like, that's the thing. So, Tumwater, Tum, it's Tumwater, then Black Hills, and then WF West. They all have to play And they each all other have to again. play each other again. So, WF West plays Black Hills Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. And the winner of that game is still technically alive in the league, and then Tumwater gets both of them. So... If WF West comes back and beats Black Hills, then the Tumwater Black Hills matchup, then the Tumwater WF West matchup is for the league title, and the Tumwater W Tumwater Black Hills matchup is suddenly way less important. Okay. If Black Hills beats WF West again, then that WF West Tumwater game is a lot less interesting, <laughs> and you're kind of saving it for the Tumwater Black Hills game, which was decided by 20 points last game, last time they played. So. All right, uh, MVP picks in the two A Evco. Luke Brewer. Brewer. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, Soren Dalen also very good. I, I think Soren Dalen deserves it based on the numbers he's putting up. I th- he's averaging twenty one fifteen and four. Um, I mean, if he leads the league in scoring and rebounds, and you got to give him a, you know, he is. A good I think there. Brewer's averaging seventeen, and Brewer is the best player on the best team, and he won it last year for being the best player on the best team. So, if that's the precedent the coaches want in that league, then he'll get it. Yeah, but 
yeah, right now Dalen is scoring more points. Obviously, he has a, a lot more rebounds. And granted, he's very tall. So, like, is he? you know, eight, <laughs> How of, tall is he? eight of those rebounds just fall into his hands, right? Um, <laughs> but he's still, I, he, I think he would be my pick on numbers and, again, how much that WF West team relies on him. But also, I think a lot of that sort of depends on what they do here down the stretch. If they kind of lay a goose egg against both Black Hills and Tumwater, then I don't know. Maybe he doesn't deserve Yeah, he got held quiet in both of those games. Okay. Quieter, but yeah. Uh, In the 1A Evergreen, Tonino is a half game back of Eatonville and needs to win its second game against the Cruisers to keep hopes of a league title alive. But the Beavers are assured of a top two spot. This is Really? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. They probably have to beat Hoquim tonight, probably. Oh, possibly. It's um, just great after talking about, you know, Adna or, or you know, Napa Vines 10 and 0 in league, Morton White passes, or Nap, Nap, Napa Vines 8 and 1, Morton White passes 8 and 1 or whatever. And Tonino was 4 and 1. Tonino's 4 and 1. They're playing 4 and 0 Eatonville. <laughs> <laughs> Who can clinch the league with a win over Tonino? <laughs> yeah. Uh, any MVP notes on this? Scout's got a shot. Scow's got a shot if Gonya's they win got the a league. Shot the way he's been playing, I think Scow would be the pick. He's he's the one that makes him go. I think Ganya is a first team all leaguer for sure, but um, Scow makes Tenino go all year. Eatonville's um, got that. Shea Brandon is, is yeah. going to be the guy if Eatonville pulls out. He's a guard, six four ish, averaging a double double. Um, it's so probably one of those two guys. I think Hoquiam's got a kid named Michael Lorton Watkins. Oh, he's, is that where he goes? He's scoring 42 points or whatever. I saw somebody. He's averaging about 25, I think, for them, which is pretty good. I think Scow's at 24, so um, a lot of pretty good scores in the league, but I think it'll come down to Scow and Brandon. All right. And the 1Bs, Mossy Rock is in second behind Willapaw Valley. They won't play them again until the last game of the season. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PL is in fifth. They're assured of a district spot, but they will not be looking at a bye. And way too many teams go to the 1B district tournament. How many teams go? Seven. Seven, seven from each league. No. Seven and five. Seven and five, seven which is too Valley. many for 1Bs. So the, and the setup is so bizarre. If you win the league, you get a bye into the semis. <laughs> if you get second, you get a buy into the quarters. If right. you don't get a buy, you have to play. So you, there are two rounds. Is there like a pig, like a plan round, and then it starts double elimination? No, it's a. It only becomes eight teams. Double. Eight teams play for two spots, and then those two spots play the second place teams, and then the winners of those games play the first place teams. That's absurd. It's too complicated. And four teams move on to state, and because of the way they set it up. If you go to the semifinal, so if you win the league and lose both those games, you wouldn't make it in. There's some kind of setup that prevents. It's it's bizarre. But it's also, it's yeah, too many teams. There are, there are eight teams in the Columbia Valley League, and seven are making. And it. seven are making that right now. The State School of the Deaf, who has forfeited multiple times this year, is set to make districts. And uh, if they get pulled the, out by like committee selection because they've forfeited multiple times. Three Rivers Christian, who lost to Def by who hasn't won 30, a game, would make it. So yeah, too many, too many teams make uh, districts. How do we feel about Mossy Rock? They're kind of right in now. that weird spot, right? Because I think they're second, and they're like three or four spots ahead of three or four games ahead of whoever's third. So like these next this next week just doesn't matter for them. Right, right. They could be playing for for a league title against Valley, I think, and um, 
really what makes it intriguing is if they do indeed finish second, it would most likely set up a matchup against Oakville yep. uh, once districts start up in the semis. That'd be fun. Which would be fun, Mossy Rock versus Oakville in the semis for a state bid. Um, and then Valley probably against, who's the third team? Was it Columbia Adventist or something? Because Nacelle apparently is bad. Yeah, Columbia Adventist. It's actually surprised me. They're like 8-3 and three actually this year. So, um, and yeah, PL is, is sitting in fifth, so they'd have to play in the first round. And I think they would be on Valley's side of the bracket. So they would have to, right? They wouldn't be on Mossy Rock's side. I don't remember how it lines up. I'm not up. sure. But um, they would have to play all the way from the first round into the quarters, then in the semis and all the okay. way there. But four teams move on. So, All right. Uh, any idea on MVP picks in the 1B leagues either one probably that pearson kid at valley right he's pretty he's, good yeah he's probably yeah colton fluke's good garrett keaton's good uh, the thing about valley i think is i'm not sure they have a guy that's like a guy on their no, team they're kind of the mwp like they're, they're pretty got, spread out yeah. um i think pearson would probably be the one that got picked if they just again went with the best guy on the best team monster rock's kind of the same way i think yeah, keaton, keaton Cole is probably their quote yeah, best their guy, guy but there's some games where he scores like four and Matt Cooper has 20. or um, So they're pretty balanced, too. I think Ashton Boyd is probably going to win MVP in the Coastal League from Oakville. Uh, it's not not Clatouche. I think Boyd's been scoring a bit more. Um, remember that time Clatouche scored 50? I do. Good time. Pretty sweet. Talking about that earlier. Remember that time Oakville scored 107? Who could forget? Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. How are you guys sitting for furniture? Pretty good. Again, we need new furniture in here. I don't like this chair. Yeah, you know I what? I want my Let's, bar card in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, so I want more whiskey because you took the last of the whiskey. Uh, you know what I really wish we could get, and I bet Elam's Home Furnishings has one, is one of those big, enormous globes that yeah. you just tilt it back and then there's like booze hidden in it. The one like Herman Glorious Bastards. Yeah, exactly. See, I've watched some movies. There's a movie yeah, there reference. Wow. Uh, shout out to our forthcoming pod. Aaron and Alec explain movies to Josh and ask what he thinks of them. And he says, I don't sports. care for it. I watched a replay of some game 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, all the storing, storage and shelving needs you might have, bookcases, cabinets, chests, hutches, desks, chairs, all of it. They got a great selection over at Elam's Home Furnishings. Uh, check them out, 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia, or give them a call, 807-1211, or visit their website. E-L-A-M-S-H-F dot com. Let's move on to how the girls' basketball standings look. In the 2A Evco, WF West, undefeated. First place, Tumwater, one loss behind them. Looks pretty cut and dry. The Bearcats can clinch league with a win over Tumwater on Thursday. Uh, Walter Meyer is back for Tumwater, which has become a... made it a little more interesting. Okay. So, set to be a... Both teams set to be a full strength, I believe. Though, I don't know, uh, Carly Deskins has been hurt for WF West past couple weeks. She went down, actually, in the last game against Tom Water. So, I don't know what her timetable is back. All right. Uh, Aberdeen is the only other team over 500 in league. They are in third. Shelton and Rochester are tied for the pigtail spot. Black Hills a half game back. Black Hills also still has to play WF West and Tom Water. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. Rochester plays Shelton on Thursday, basically for the district spot. Uh, 2 AFCO MVP, who you got? Julia Dillon. Julia Dillon. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there there you have it. Congrats, Julie Dillon. Yeah, no, honestly, I possibly <laughs> give me pause. I mean, Reagan Brewer has been good. I have I have not seen Aberdeen play. I don't know how. Matty Gore is not at Julia Dalen's level. Okay, I don't, I don't. Well, if, if it's MVP, I don't know how woeful they would be without her. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know whether it's, it's going to be Julia, her, but it's going to be Julia Dalen. Yeah, right. I think we can just award her now. To be honest, uh, the one Evergreen Montesano is running away with it. They got a bunch of Dalens too, right? Yeah, if probably one of them will also win league MVP. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to the C2BL. Napavine has already clinched a first-round bye, and Adna is one away from the other first-round bye. So they're kind of the upper tier there. Rainier and Tudelake are tied for third. Third place will play the Central 7, which is currently Kalama or Toledo in the district tournament, rather than crossover against a P2BL team. Uh, that's because there are seven C2BL and five P2BLs, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, MWP, Wakayakum, Kalama, Toledo, and Winlock are all within two games of each other with the top three of that quintet getting into districts. The wild card here is Toledo, which forfeited to Winlock on January 11th. The jury is still out on whether or not that game gets played. So if, so, that, if that game gets played and Toledo wins, first of all, that knocks Winlock. Like, Winlock's holding on barely, and that would completely end their hopes. And it De- and it would also make things a lot better for Toledo. That that matchup between the third and seventh teams from the C2BL, I feel like that's a matchup that nobody wants to be in. I don't know, because the fourth best team in... The four seed in the Central would play the... The five in the Pacific? Yeah. Yeah, but then who do you see in the next round? So Rainier's going to be the three. They're, they're, I, yeah. they're, I think they're going to be Toodle, so... They already did beat Toodle, right? Yeah, I don't know if they have to play again. I don't think they have to play again. No. So anyway, uh, Rainier probably likely looking at three. I just feel like you'd rather beat the four and take on that. <laughs> sure, but what what happens in the next round? Do they go on to face another central team or they play the Pacific two? Because then I'd rather obviously see the Pacific two than Adna. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking up the bracket, good luck. Uh, yeah, I was going to. It is on our e- in the email if you have yeah, access. Yeah, yeah. It's also I, uh, if I open the email, it'll beep, and you guys will throw a fit. It's also on the WIA website. Is it now? Yeah, they are. Oh, wow, look at that. Uh, WIA, up to date. All right, why don't you I guys... I think that's on the districts. You know what, I'm not going to... But also, just... th- that means, and in both of these leagues, both boys and girls, I think we were talking about this, like, obviously, you want to be seventh, because seventh... Like, the 7th-8th split is making the tournament versus not making the tournament. Yeah. But I feel like the 6th-7th split is also huge. I feel like you would much rather be the 6th team and not in the Central and not have to play another Central team again in the first round. Yeah, you'd much rather roll the dice against somebody from the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, In the 1Bs, Monster... Oh, uh, MVP picks? C2PL girls? Napavine? Cout? Probably Carly Von Moose still. Yeah, matter. I still think it'll be Von Moose. Yeah, Napavine's that's fair. too balanced. They re- they don't have anyone averaging more than like twelve a game. Like I think Morgan Hamilton's probably their best, most consistent player, but I'm not sure she's MVP. That'll be an of interesting. The league. Yeah, and that'll be an interesting first team too. If if you do give it to Von Moose, I could still see at least one, maybe two Adna players getting in, just because the rest of the league has not had a great time. Yeah, I could see it being very Napa Vine. Adna heavy. Adna heavy with a Rainier girl sprinkled in there. Yeah. Like, okay. well, Kayakum is in free fall right now. They've lost four straight, and none of them have been close. 
like Roya Niemeyer is probably good, but at some point the team is just doing poorly enough. You're going to have a tough time making that argument. Yeah. All right. In the one B's, Masarok still undefeated. Okay. Valley and is lead. a half game back. This is league play. Uh, PL's in fifth, and they are assured a district spot, but they won't get any buys. Uh, MVP, hot take, Peyton Torrey. What's a hot? I, I was kidding. Oh, I know. Yeah, like a Juliet Dalen. Charlie Carper. No. They're not going to. She'll get a first team bid. Yeah, she'll get a first team bid. She is the most valuable player in the league. She's like, not. Yeah, I I'm think I, I think there. in terms she's not gonna of win it, if you but take her is. off the team, where does the team wind up? Yeah. I think if you PL take Peyton Torrey from, off Mossy, I I'm not sure they win that league, to be honest. They might not win Weig, but they're still a playoff team. They sure. might not win Weig. Yeah, they might not win Weig, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think if a player turns you from you know, third or fourth in the league to winning league, that makes you MVP. So I I I'd still say Peyton Torrey is the most valuable. And I love Charlie Carper. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be a fir- she should be a first teamer for sure. She's she's leading that league in scoring. I think I bet she gets a first team nod. Oh, hundred um, percent. All right, this pod is also brought to you by Americool Heating and Cooling. It's so hot right now. There Aaron, it is. Yeah, look problem. at you. You got it. Uh, what should I do? I, I, <laughs> you should call three six zero two seven three thirty three hundred for twenty four seven emergency. Service from our friends at AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Your comfort is their business. They offer full-service HVAC installation, services, and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything they do. If you call them, they don't make you either less hot or less cold than you want to be. They'll come back and try again. Butter you up. <laughs> uh, visit west.americoolonline.com or stop by their office, 21822 Old Highway 99, Southwest in Centralia. Are we not doing no, no polls this week? Is it too early? When's too the poll early. come out? Tomorrow. All right. Do you guys want to take any, any guesses? Do you want to explain your, who you're going to vote for? Uh, it's going to look mostly the same. All right. I think, I, and there's not, I, I, I put Wakaya come ahead of Adna for the boys because they beat him, but I'm not going to drop Adna for the loss to Toledo just yet. Okay. So I, I don't see any other changes. Uh, Josh, did you lose? Did I see that or was that a bit ago? Yeah, but I still think, I mean, Brewster has a head to head with Napa Vine. I wasn't talking about Napa Vine. I was talking about like them versus, I don't know, they were one. Do they stay one? Do they Aren't go they like six? Oh, I don't remember. Davenport's one. Davenport. Didn't Davenport lose? To Burbank. Yeah. The Burbank's one now. Okay. Sure, I'll put Burbank at one. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> you're attacking me, jeez. I don't know. I, just, I follow the Brewster Athletics account on Facebook for some reason that dates back like 10 years looking for updates or something. Mm-hmm. And whoever runs it will post like photos from the games and updates from like the... They'll put a link to the WIA's RPI board every so often. And it's the comments are just people complaining about it. And then the guy that runs the account is in there like... Look, please, it's just numbers. It doesn't matter. Stop complaining. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's just numbers. One of my boss on their program puts in the RPI rankings. <laughs> I was looking at the... I like really? had their program, and it's like, oh, the rankings according to the RPI. And I was just like, I was, why? They why? update those for every game. 
Yeah, because they have awesome. new photos of the front and stuff. I'm going, sure it's yeah. Fairheart. I was or, going uh, through the uh, old district programs, and the district programs last year, the 2B, just had the entire classification, like 1 through 70 or whatever it is in 2B. Oh, yeah, did you like that stash of programs? I found a couple interesting ones. But, yeah. I, uh, I I showed Josh the closet where all the old basketball programs are kept. There are dead bodies in there, too. I, I found didn't a sock. see any. A found sock. a, found a, a sock. weird sock, yeah. Some weird shoes, some con- like high top Converse's, mm. wrestling shoes. Uh, the oh, those are the uh, that was part of the Swamp Man you costume. Know. Yeah, the, it's part of the original Swamp Man costume. And it's not important. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, there's some good games coming up, according to these notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was condescending. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, Wednesday night, Black Hills at WFS Boys. The Wolves beat WFS by 16 in December, and the winner is all but assured of a top-two league finish. And then Rainier plays at Adna Boys. These are the two teams that need to get right fast. Which of those are you more excited about? <laughs> Probably Rainier Adna. Like Glowing reviews. I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be way more excited for this game if Rainier... Hadn't just lost to Oakville, which doesn't seem great. Yeah. But Adna, yeah, they did not look good finishing up against Toledo. They went, they scored on their first, they were up by nine going into the fourth quarter. They scored on their first possession to go up by 11 and then went the rest of the game on one free throw. So. Um, I, I'm i pretty intrigued by the wfs Black Hills game only to see what uh, what Soren Dalen can kind of do against Keegan Rongdon this time after I think going what ten and eight or something in the first game. Yeah, probably Keegan gonna need more from him this time. So in Chehalis, we'll see if uh, they can get a different result because that was that was kind of what stopped WFS offense in that game big time. Is, well, and it was the fact that the gu- the there was no guard play for WFS to right. get him the ball. And Tyler Klutush didn't play in their Monday game, so. Um, We'll see. Uh, they definitely need his shooting in that game. So I that I I think both those games will be interesting. That battle down low will be interesting. Oh, do shout out Keegan Roggins. Just saw that he committed to Eastern to play football. That's cool for him. Cool. Sure. Uh, Thursday night, Tumwater at WFS Girls. WFS can clinch a league title. Rochester at Shelton Girls, basically for the last 2A district spot. And Tonino at Eatonville Boys. Eatonville could clinch a league title outright with a win. What stands out to you guys there? I mean, anytime you can win a league, that's pretty cool. So Yeah, WFS Girls. I mean, I think it's been since they're, not to say that it's assured, but after their first win over Tumwater, I think it's sort of been suspected that they would probably run away with it. But um, we'll see if Kylie Waltemeyer kind of of changes things. She definitely gives something else to game plan for for the T-Birds, so. Um, and well, definitely the end of know, that first game, they started to find something that was working. So it's kind of whether they can put a full game of that together. And WF West is only playing five, really. So um, if foul trouble is a thing, um, it could get interesting as well. And then, yeah, that Tonino Edenville game, assuming Tonino beats Hoquiam. Uh, it was close up. the last time they played, too. Uh, Tonino, it was back and forth before Edenville kind of pulled away from with uh, free throws and. Uh, sloppy turnovers from Tonino. So that one's in Eatonville. And, um, Weird things happen when you go to Eatonville. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, Friday night, WFS at Tumwater Boys, which is a lot more interesting if WFS beats Black Hills Thursday night. I think then, if, if WFS beats Black Hills, then this could be a clinching game for Tumwater. Yeah. Uh, and then Mossy Rock at Adna Girls on Friday. 
Yeah. Means nothing. No but stakes. Ton it'll of be fun. fun. Yeah. I'm all for it. I think I'm the most excited for that game out of like any of on the list, even though it has absolutely no bearing on the postseason. RPI, but wait, it won't even boost RPI because different classifications. Never mind. No, that still goes in, doesn't it? Uh, if a, you if it. you play a team that isn't in the same classification as you, they count as a 500 team. Yeah, the RPI sucks. <laughs> We've been over this. Oh, should we get into this now? <laughs> uh, Tuesday. We'll look at Evans' right. A week away, Black Hills at Tumwater Boys, which, again, a lot more interesting if Black Hills beats WF West, da-da-da-da-da. And Masharak <laughs> at Columbia Adventist Boys. I've, is that I have no clue what Columbia Adventist is like, but they're beating Nacelle. They're beating everything below them. I think uh, Mossy can... Didn't Mossy beat them by, like, 10 last time? Like, it was kind of close. Was it? I yeah. don't know. It's been a while. It's one of those. I mean, if Mossy wins, then they basically assure themselves that that game against Valley, this is the last test before they play Valley for the league title. Right. So don't trip up. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Toledo, hopefully you get your new track. Get, We're rooting for you here on this podcast. Get back on track, Toledo. Uh, stay tuned for updates yeah. on uh, and puns. on the Sports Guys Talk Movies podcast. Coming soon. Yeah.